Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we unpack an epic week at the PGA Championship, recap our first team tournament at Silverado Resort complete with a course review, and preview the Charles Schwab Challenge. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Randy Duran. And I'm joined by my co-host here, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey. We're excited to talk about the uh, PGA Championship, which everybody is. Um, it seems, you know, sat- Sunday was such drama. Um, everybody knows um, Phil Mickelson winning it at 50 years of age. Uh, in, 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 Becoming in his- the oldest major champion in history, which CBS made very clear. Very clear. Like, Jesus Christ, can you just give him a break and let him win Let's it? celebrate just- the guy just winning, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and not being the oldest... Good God. They're uh- <laughs> talking about that he was, he was the, the last amateur to win a pro event. And then, and that was exactly thirty years ago. And uh, yeah, how about you just let him like be the champion first before he's the oldest champion? But I get it; it's pretty historic. They're trying to use it as some sort of like motivation. You know, fifty years old doing something like that. Um, then you got you know Tiger a few years behind him. Um, it just makes you wonder if you know these golf careers are going to be extended. Um, you know, well into their their older age. Uh, very cool to see Phil hold on there at the end. 18 was awesome to watch. Um, but before we get to like the last day, I did want to talk about the earlier rounds a little bit. Okay. Um, so first of all, I got to give a hats off to ESPN and CBS for the coverage of the entire tournament. Yeah. ESPN plus does the major championships, right? They do it with the masters. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they had the U S open going last year too. So they, uh, the way you can watch all the signature groupings, or you can watch the signature holes, but the the, uh, the, the, the 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 just the options that you have on the coverage is incredible. It's well yeah. worth ESPN Plus. Um, yeah, I have to agree. And that's just shout one. out Dave Fleming on there calling golf. Yeah, too. that was awesome. Scott Van Pelt yep, out there. Yep, yep. Um, I totally agree. It is kind of weird seeing that NASCAR guy. I forget. I don't even know his name, but the NASCAR guy is out there interviewing players afterwards and. You just think he's about to ask him about like their sponsors or like you know how they were be you know able to get in there uh, at a record lap time yep. instead of talking about golf. Um, but yeah, I thought that was great. Um, the access to it, and obviously you get a lot a lot of other things with with the subscription too, other than golf. So I thought that was awesome. Um, my pick for the weekend obviously was Jordan Spieth going into it as t- in terms of a winner. I thought early on uh, on Thursday and Friday that he had a chance to, you know, be among the leaders going, you know, going into the weekend. Um, I was begging for the putter to heat up, dude. And yeah, it just never, never did for him. And it didn't seem like those greens were particularly hard to putt on. Um, but I guess it was with the wind. The wind, I think, was the bigger issue. Uh, as, as we saw uh, Brooks Kepka complaining about in that viral video that's been going around. I mean, we have to touch on that, I would say. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the video's awesome. Uh, it's so genuine too. Like the, the distinct Brooks is, Brooks is awesome. Um, (laughs) I, you know, talking the whole championship, I thought he was pure class in his presser on Sunday. Right. Afterwards. Um, I, you know, the round on Sunday, he just, 
he just missed a ton of putts. Yeah. And he didn't he didn't putt well all weekend. Um right. he grinded. I mean, from what I, I rewatched, I tried to rewatch most of the round. Mm-hmm. And he was missing left all day, but still was right in it, right? I mean, yeah. on eighteen, so um that crowd was crazy. He says someone went at his knee, which is nuts. I mean, the PGA def you gotta do something about that. Because imagine if something does happen, like he just steps on someone's foot. Yeah. And that which can very easily happen. Or someone falls and down. Slips, just, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he fucks his knee up and all of a sudden, like, dude, that's a ridiculous lawsuit. It's crazy to think yeah. that that goes on. Um just the madness of everything. When someone I saw this on Twitter, someone compared that someone had the 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 fans and the group, the gang of people at 18. Right, the yeah. whole the whole deal, and then they've had it side by side with Phil Mickelson doing an interview with fucking six feet between him and Brandel, between uh, fucking <laughs> Trevor Immelman, and it's like, yeah, there was just fifty thousand people surrounding this dude, yeah. and now we're gonna go back to spacing out, like just sit down and have a regular ass conversation. For it's real. just if COVID's in the uh, building, oh it's there after that. Yeah, yeah, he's Come already on. been <laughs> exposed to that massive, but. Um, dude, that video, yeah, is, you know, it's clear these guys don't like each other. Um, what do you think it is? What do you think is like the root core of, I think they're just two totally different guys. Yeah. So Brooks is, you know, nonchalant about golf. He doesn't take it quite as, I mean, he obviously takes it serious, right? Yes. Anyone that doesn't says he doesn't take it serious. I mean, he was pissed in this presser too. He was on so Sunday. mad. Yeah. Um, Clearly so the dude's pissed. a competitor. He takes it serious, but He's totally opposite of Bryson, right? He's not. He plays fast. Um, another thing I thought of watching, Phil definitely slowed his round down, which I think probably bugged Brooks a little bit on Sunday. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think they just don't like each other. I think uh, it's like a classic story of like a, a dweeb and a jock almost. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you just hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. I don't. I don't sense any dislike from from Bryson towards Brooks. Um, at least he's never showed it. But it was clear in that video that Brooks has some deep seated uh, unlike for Bryson. That was fucking hilarious. Well, let, what, is Bryson? What kind of spikes is this guy wearing? It sounds like he's about to take the fucking field at Nam- Lambeau Field, yeah, yeah. like for a, a playoff game in <laughs> January, right? <laughs> like. God uh, damn! No. <laughs> if it, honestly, if he's out there wearing metal spikes, that's some bullshit. I mean, you can you can fix them now. I think he even commented on one of these uh, meme pages yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you can fix them. But if you're wearing metal spikes out there, do you like really? Come on. Again, those those were loud. Like, like I said, are they bro, really metal though? Like, are they really metal? They had to have been because we have spike golf shoes. They don't sound like that. Nah, they're silent. <laughs> They're quiet. Like they don't. Yeah. Say, yeah, that was like metal on like on like hard ass dirt. Uh, yeah. So, um, I mean, for the game of golf, it's great. Uh, two two big names kind of rivaling with each other. It's it, you know they both have game. Um, and then you I kind of like both these guys, but I'm I'm all I'm all team Brooks. So you're picking so, a side. A lot of people are hundred percent. I'm I'm Brooks one hundred percent of the way. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so I want to I want to say I like both of them. Okay, I do too. Reasons. I do too. Like, but like I like Brooks saying. way more. Yeah, but I like Brooks way more. Uh, Especially be- Goatee Brooks. Yeah, I mean, 
I said on, on our Instagram, he's here to stay. And he was there all weekend and all the way <laughs> all the way through the press conferences or the interviews afterwards. He was there. Um, but I have to pick him too. I just like how he how he says golf is easy, it's not hard. I like how he plays the game. I mean, easily relatable. Um, unlike Bryson. But yeah, uh Saturday, Sunday were extremely entertaining, I would say. Hold on, you got on here. Sam Burns withdraws after yeah. the first round. I was thinking about this. Dude, I, I kind of called this last week, even though I bet his ass. I said, I'm, my only concern is I'm cons- I'm worried about him being tired. Gotcha. Because he played a lot. He was in contention. in these last three tournaments in yeah. contention on Sunday, and I ju- he's just a young guy. I think I just that- never take stamina into account. That took betting on these guys. Well, and you got to think though, like those, you know, play those Sunday rounds on them too, right? Yeah. Like, so it's not like he just played and got tied for twentieth, and you know, it's it's. I mean, fuck, we played some no pressure tournament shots here, which we'll get into, and I was clenching my butt cheeks like I was in prison. So, uh, <laughs> it, you know, I can only imagine with hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars on the line, and then you know, being his his age, so. Yeah. Speedy recovery, Sam Burns. We're not mad at you. You hosed a couple cheap bets. That's all right, buddy. Um, wish you the best. Hopefully, uh, it's just kind of, again, a fatigue issue and nothing too serious. Yeah. I would think so. Back injuries, you know, that's usually it. They just take a break for a week. It's happened to, like, multiple guys who are currently playing. So Find your – find go on the Titleist TPI portal and find a TPI strength coach. I know one. May know one. Um. Yeah, so bummed that he that he dropped out, but I did end up hitting on a a, a pretty significant bet there. Very nice. Um, I mean, I gotta say, the only reason I bet him was because of a random ass dream I had earlier in the week where uh, Harry Higgs wanted to be on the podcast, but he wanted to bring Blink One Eighty Two on with him. So I don't know what the fuck that dream was about, but it won me. Uh, Let's a, go, a man. Huge bet. Let's T10 go. T10 at plus 2,800. That's a nice chunk. Um, I mean, Harry Higgs was in my group of uh, cats that I wanted to play with on here for yeah. my foursome of, of pros. Uh, this is his first major, I believe, first major championship. That He's qualified for, tied yep. for fifth place, which is incredible. Incredible. Um, I think... The more he can put himself up and around like this, uh, you know, the golf fan kind of knows about him now this year. Yeah. Um, but I think the casual golf fan will begin to know about him very much. So um, what's not to like about this dude? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I had a couple bets while we're on the bets. Um, I had the closest bets I had to, to came to hitting. Poulter fell apart on Sunday, so his top 20 was out. And then Patrick Reed and Keegs missed the top 10 by one stroke. Oh, man. Um, Keegan was leading at Keegan one point. was leading. I wasn't too keen on that. You know, you're leading Thursday. Um, but that would have been awesome. Whatever. We'll be back. We'll be back with some winners later on tonight for, for this week. Um, that course was playing so hard, so I kind of... And I kind of had a hunch from just looking at him. Patrick Reed, I thought, was going to hit because he was playing really well on Sunday. Keegs, I knew, wasn't going to hit because he was just, when I was looking at the the scoreboard, he was just constantly falling down it. So it seemed like if you were having a bad day on that course, 
it it there was Dude, uh, really that, little hope in turning it around. That is one thing that, <laughs> that we we completely skipped over that I wanted to talk about was how hard that course uh, seemed on TV watching these guys play. And from all accounts of it, I mean, it got down to six under, and it kind of just fluctuated up and down. Who was going to get around the there? I mean, yeah. Keegan had the lead early Thursday at four under, yep. and what six under wins it, right? And so, and then Connors had, I think Connors had the day one lead with one yeah, of my bets. Yep, yep, yep. He was up there as well. It and it just, it, it just, yeah. You're right. It's just who can hover around it. You, the bad round was looming. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of almost like timing it. When were you going to get that terrible back? Because the wind was blowing no matter what. I yeah, thought like both ways. Morning, ways. morning for. I thought there may be like a little chance. You know, like the late Thursday, Thursday late guys. I thought Connors was set up right. Yeah. Because he had the late round on Thursday. He fucking shot the five under or whatever he was on Thursday. I thought yep. coming back, he's got early morning. Dude, Friday he had a terrible round on just, Friday in the morning blew it on friday in yeah. the morning but it was hella windy by the yep. time i i tuned in at like 6 a.m our time here it was already hella windy so yeah. there was no advantage on getting that late thursday time in the early the early friday turnaround he was set up he was set up he kind of hung in there too he was he was tied for their top 10 going into the last few holes on sunday and just i mean how about wins. how about the winner right phil was 2000 to one going off uh if you bet, there's not like too many stories or these video, you know, these. It was clips only two thousand to one to win it for Phil. Yeah, um, maybe I'm thinking longer than that. Um, but yeah, I, I he might be one more zero added on top of that. Um, gotcha. But that was, uh, I mean, no one had Phil Mickelson winning this thing. It, Nobody. You can't go off his if you go off just like his recent form. Mm-hmm. This guy couldn't find a fairway. Uh, leading into this now he's played obviously he's a he's a legend he's the biggest golfer aside from tiger woods so he can turn it around i mean i think for me right as a amateur golfer and just a golf fan this is hella cool in that you could be playing like dog shit you can't find i mean this dude like i said couldn't put a tee shot right in the fairway uh and and then he you know puts it all together for one week major champion at 50 Kudos to the dude for being in incredible shape. He's in the best shape of his life at 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he outdrove everyone on hole 16 on Sunday. That's there incredible. was never a drive recorded that long. Uh, and he hit his uh, whatever, 356 or 360 something. And that was the longest of all players throughout the tournament on Sunday. Wow. At 50. That's incredible. I mean, his short game is just so damn good. I mean, he did it all weekend. You know what I mean? Like he was just hitting shots from from everywhere onto the green. His finish was a a great example of that. But on, even on five on Sunday, when he holes out from a really like a really close bunker, bunker. shot, yep. that is such a tough shot. People don't understand how hard that is. Um, inspirational to say the least. Couldn't happen to a more entertaining guy too. Like watching him play is just dude. So much he's great. Fun. I mean, as we we both grew up in the heyday of Tiger and probably grew up not liking Phil too much, but like it's hard not to like him now, especially for me as a left-handed golfer. Yeah, um, but I mean, dude, he's hella funny. The fucking video he posted on Friday with the equation of fucking hellacious seeds and <laughs> and bombs, right? Like, I mean, it's 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 so ridiculous. He's out there having a good time with it. 
He's never negative when he was playing like shit earlier this season, right? He's just just owning it, doing his thing, and then boom. So, um, yeah, it's an incredible story. Um, here's something I just saw. I got to give a shout out to golf fans everywhere. The PGA Championship on Sunday crushed the bitch-ass NBA playoff ratings. Every single game that played, the PGA crushed it by really? 50%. Oh, that's awesome. That's because people don't want to tune in to grown-ass men flopping around like fish and complaining about fouls all day. Um, but that that made me so happy to see that. That's great. Um, I don't think that happens if Lefty's not in the final group, if it's not Lefty versus Brooks. That was... That was uh, for a tournament without Tiger Woods, it's probably the best case scenario for the PGA. I would have to say so. I mean, Phil and Brooks on the on Sunday, that's what everybody wanted to see, you know, Saturday afternoon. And uh, that's what everyone got. How could you not watch it? Um, well, I mean, if that's enough about that tournament, we have another tournament to talk about. Trying to think, did we miss anything else? I mean, we we had to talk about the challenging nature of that course i think that was pretty much it yep i missed on everything else all bets um okay some of the uh the fuckery going on on sunday with the fan grabbing phil's ball and the placement of the ball did you did you see happen to see any of this no i didn't see that at all so phil hit a bad tee shot um and then a fan supposedly this lady grabbed the ball and basically, Phil got a free lie out of this, out of this terrible tee shot, because the lady grabbed the ball, they asked, they asked the rules official or whatever, and she said she didn't touch the ball. I'm spacing out a little bit on it. And then he essentially got just like a, a lift wipe and play. You know, yeah. what? no big deal. Right. Uh, I mean, it is it is crazy because... The, if he's in the, the, the sand lady, or something, it's the not. It's area. not like, but it's not like he paid this lady, you know what I mean? It's, it's just... Uh, that we know of. Who knows, right? No, but I'm like just you know, the series of events, and then afterwards, right? They they find because you could see it on TV cameras that she clearly grabbed the ball. Mm -hmm. um, so little then funny stuff, but I know, fucking, what are you doing? Yeah, um, lift, clean, and replace. That's that's how we played um, all day on Sunday. That it was at Silverado. Um, so last weekend. Sunday uh, morning slash afternoon, we played in our first NCGA tournament as a duo, a two-man scramble uh, at Silverado Resort, the North Course. Um, we're going to get into it later in terms of course review, but I got to say, awesome, awesome facility, awesome course. Everything about it was so much fun. Yeah, man, it was a good time. Very good time. Uh, you know, tournament golf is a, is a lot different than the golf that we go and play with our friends. Uh, and I'm just curious to get first, you know, uh, what your first experience was, because I only had I only have one other tournament yeah. to, to play uh, to speak of, and then you know what what you learned from playing tournament golf. Overall. Dude, it was it was fun. It was very fun. It was I I definitely felt uh, more focused throughout the day than I do, would in a traditional like you know if we're just going out and playing. Mm -hmm. um i had nerves going for sure i was probably i think i might have been more nervous through the like first tee shot and hole and stuff for no reason we're just yeah. out there playing basically with another twosome and it's not like we had crowd or anything watching us but we did it get um, introduced that was pretty cool that was cool that was cool 
but I was just, you know, a little amped up for sure. Um, but no, it was fun. Like I said, I was focused a little more. I felt like, um, there were times where I felt not focused. Um, I think that's just the nature of golf. Uh, right. I mean, dude, if you watch like Phil's presser, he was just talking about himself, like trying his mental game of just keeping himself focused through a round and stuff. So, yeah, um, it was interesting to see that on Sunday night after, you know, having played on Sunday and a little bit more competitive of a setting. Right. Um, dude, I had a lot of fun. Uh, it was cool. We, we I mean, you and I are obviously really good friends. We've played golf a ton before, but it was a different vibe. Um, yeah, the course was awesome. It, it was overall very enjoyable. I'm I'm looking. I, I was looking. I went home Sunday night and looked for more tournaments like that to to sign up for. Yeah. Because it's 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 uh, I can see how it's gonna enhance our game. Yeah, I think the two man scramble is like the best way to go in terms of like tournament format, just to get introduced to it. Yeah. So that you understand there's consequences to every shot. You know, there's a little bit of game planning, a little bit of course management that goes into it. 100%. The scramble, you can definitely, um, there's definitely a lot of, of game management and gamesmanship yeah. that can go around. Um, and it's tough to pick which shots to play, but at the same time, you're, you're yeah. being honest with yourself about what your strengths are and your teammate is doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, right, like the, the scramble play, I definitely, um, I would have liked to got in got a tee shot in play a little sooner um, because then we were pressing a little bit. I mean, we still, I, we ended up taking some of my tee shots, but I was so juiced up. Uh, my first few tee shots were just mean old fucking pulls. And I was struggling with that. I knew, I knew I was in for a rough day off the tee from the, the day before oh, um, okay. when I played and the driving range. But when I played, I played the day before in Stockton and I was not that great off the tee, but it was Valley golf. And so I was still hitting it far. And so I, I made, I've, I've made some really good scrambling plays over some smaller trees. Um, we'll get into the trees at Silverado a little later, but they're, these are not smaller trees that you can play over no. or through. No. Um, <laughs> and no. So, and if it goes through, you just got lucky. But it, I think that made me kind of press on my tee shots a little bit more. Um, eventually, yeah. right, you were with me the whole day. You know, I, I, I finally just went to my hybrid and got a hybrid out there. We took that shot, and then we ended up taking, like, my next four tee shots because I was able to fucking get, bring it back in. So yep. I definitely had some nerves, moved a little fast, um, was trying to slow it down. And then uh, I think we settled in, and dude, I thought we both played. You know, we didn't place terribly well, but it is our first tournament. We've never played that course, um, and so I, I thought we did well. I, I thought we did well. We just couldn't get uh, we couldn't get that many. We we couldn't get a good approach shot in. Yeah. When we had, it's not like we we did hit some great middle irons into the greens. Um, but when we had opportunities with wedges where we were both looking in, we, we never – we had a couple times where we got them in there, but we, we missed out on a lot of those opportunities. Yep. I totally agree. We just didn't have any good uh, – I mean, we played up to the hole really well, I thought. I mean, we had – we were in good positions on most holes. Mm -hmm. I would say f at least 14 out of the 18 holes we were in good position uh, the other two we made sandy pars. We got to be on. We got, we got to be on the podcast this week. 
Um, and we had two shitty holes on each on each nine. On or each one nine, hole, one hole on each nine where we both played shitty, which yep. doesn't help you out in the scramble. A double bogey on a two-man scramble is a death sentence yeah. if you're trying to even get in the top half. We definitely should have been in the upper uh, part of the scoreboard, but because of those two holes, it really set us back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I think I thought we putted well. Um, I think that everything in between our approach shots was, was pretty damn good. Uh, I felt, in terms of my strengths, uh, I felt that uh, off the tee I was really good. You were outstanding off the tee, dude. You we we had to drives. we had to we had to leave some fucking nuked drives just to take a couple of mine. Um, yeah, you you were. Smoking I feel like some two drives. of my best ones we didn't even take. Yep. Um, but uh, other than that, I think like on the on the par threes. I'm sorry, on the par uh, the par fives with the like the layup shots. I feel like I did did really well on that, and then putting, and then out of the sand. Around the green, I you were like, nice out of the sand. Around the green, I was not good out of the sand all day. Um, we got a couple of sandy pars um, with that, but. dude. I thought we, yeah, I thought we putted very well. Yeah, um, all things considered, we didn't. We had a lot of long putts yeah. that were birdie attempts, um, and we did our best at them. And I thought we we played our best to the scramble mentality of one of us getting a lag up there, and then the other one just fucking going after it, which right. was usually me. Um, but yeah, and that's, what's fun about the scramble too, right? Um, we probably, I think if that was a course we know a little more, we probably, Mm -hmm. I think definitely score a lot better because we, 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 we know like, you know, Hey, I can lay up on this hole, like 17, we both hit driver off of that proved to be a, a, you know, one of us clearly should have hit an iron off there. Um, definitely. And that was our, you know, our two bad holes on each. You don't end. realize that it's, it's that short of a hole unless you've played it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it was, it was, it was fun. I got. I'm looking at your notes. Best shot of the day. Um, shit. I, I, I don't know. I'd probably say. I mean, I guess my my best shot would be like our my wedge that I left us in for our lone birdie. But really, I think our best shots of the day were. That super hard par four. It was getting windy. I think it oh, was yeah. on the back nine, early back nine. Uh, you hit a six iron to the back side of the green. Mm-hmm. I hit a six iron into the wind up, and mine just like I mean, I was like a foot off of being leaving us a great birdie opportunity. Right, I, I, I false front. I caught the false front and rolled back. But those were that those were two spectacular iron shots that we stuck on there from like I would say one eighty ish, one seventy ish with yeah. the wind in our in, face. Yes. Wind howling. And that's one thing that really made the course really fun was um and we'll get into like the design and everything like that, but I felt like the wind really changed how like a few of those holes played. And you look at the scorecard and you see, you know, the the, the par and yardage. And you wonder why this is like the number two or three handicap, number one handicap uh, hole in the course. It doesn't seem too intimidating off the tee. Yeah. But if that wind gets going, you can totally see why. Yep. It makes it, um, you know, a drive and a long iron. And those are really tough to do on par fours. Um, and the par threes had a couple long ones out there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, definitely a challenging course. I think that uh, we should probably just like, roll right into our course review cool with that um 
All right, I'll start with the the facilities. Uh, it's on a resort, so this is it's it's a A one facilities. Right. Um, Silverado Resort in Napa. Uh, the clubhouse is tight. It's like this old looking plantation house. Um, the there's a huge putting green. There's a chipping green. There's driving range. Uh, they had everything. us hitting off mats. So I was gonna downgrade the facilities, but the, the mats. Randy brought to our attention that the mats were just for the tournament. Yeah, the mats look like they're they're all crusty and and, and warped. Um, and so that was be my my only knock would be that. But looking at the website, I guess that they just had that for um, the tournament. So um, I still will knock them on that for for now, just because we can't you know give glowing reviews about everything. Um, but I totally agree with you. Everything around uh, the entire facility there was amazing. I mean, it's the just customer, a real nice customer, property. Yeah, real nice property. How dare you? Um, the yeah, the service there, the restaurant there looked pretty awesome. We actually ate there after the round. Um, Dude, that burger, I got it. I got yeah. Because I was thinking about that burger when I was going to sleep on Sunday night. That, that was, was a, a delicious burger. Yeah. Brioche bun with fucking sautéed mushrooms. That was that was a goddamn good burger. Onions. Yep. It's got uh, the the pickles, the butter pickles too. Uh, just a fine, fine burger. Totally agree. Or excuse me, onions, not mushrooms. Oh, it wasn't the mushrooms, right? Yeah, it was the onions. Whatever, delicious burger. Still, <laughs> still really good. Um, yeah, and then so course conditions. Uh, I would have to say top notch from tea to fairway to green to hazard. Yeah, everything was nice. I mean, there was no wet spots. There were no particularly dry spots. It hosts a PGA Tour event in the fall, and it played and and looked the part of a course that hosts a PGA Tour event. Yeah, totally. um, tee boxes were fucking great. Uh, the greens, the gr- dude, I loved putting on those. Those greens, greens were nice. They were. Um, they weren't past Palin, but they were. They they, they held are. balls if you hit good shots, um, and they rolled really nice. So yeah, I thought the the and then fuck. Fairway bunkers with rakes in them. Yeah, um, we, we the didn't sand. T- we didn't even take a flag out, even though we could have, which I'm pretty pissed Dude, off. Dude, the sand. I was playing like you know Stockton dog track, uh, <laughs> sharp park sand on my first bunker shot, and I fucking just nuked that thing. Um, <laughs> I had your back though on that one. Yes, you did with a spectacular shot. But ah, uh, yeah, you got to remember when you go play a, a nice golf course with real sand. Uh, yeah, it's a completely different shot. <laughs> it's you're, totally different. You're talking about sand shots versus dirt shots. You got to play the sand shots when you're playing at, at Silverado. Uh, but the sure. the course conditions fabulous. Um, design and difficulty. What would you say? So, uh, I thought so. It, we got to. I think I think it seemed probably a little bit easier because we were playing scramble. Um, yeah, and we're playing I can, the whites. I can think of some tee shots that I had that would make that course very hard. Um, so, <laughs> it's just, just, so it, it's um, I was all over the property at times off the tee, um, and but I thought the design was cool. There was some, you know, there's some par fours that are shorter with dog legs that, that you can lay up on, mm-hmm. go for. Um, a lot of shot choosing out there, which yes. is really fun. Yes, yes, which makes it, like you said, very fun. Um, the greens are protected by bunkers everywhere. 
they're not even like shy about it on that course. Like they'll just put a bunker, like a huge bunker, right in front of the green. And just be like, but I kind of like it. There's not. It's not overbearing fairway bunkers out there. Right. If you can put, you know, if you have an idea where you want to put the ball and how you want to get into the green, which I think again the scramble format probably gave us a little more, you know, like ability to see this because we could see how we wanted to what side of the hole we wanted to play from and where right. we wanted what shot we wanted to play but yeah i thought it's designed really well i think you, you can stink at golf and be just staying there and playing with someone and still have a good time out on the course um stay away from those goddamn trees but yeah. uh i i thought it, i from for some reason i thought it was going to be a lot more elevation than it actually was yeah maybe it's the other course that's like that could be could be but um it seemed pretty flat for the most part yeah I thought. um yeah some small hills come, come into play but that's really it uh I, you know i totally agree with everything you just said i mean the only thing i would really add on to that would be there were some great looking holes like the par threes i remember all those yep um you know they have some some Great par threes on the property. Yeah, I think so. Yes, definitely. Um, I already talked about you know how the wind really plays a factor in the hardy, harder handicapped holes. Um, I guess my only knock would be, and I hate being negative about it, but um, I didn't think it was too unique. Like it doesn't take your breath away, but it's still like a great course. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. I mean, so you you wouldn't like there's there's nothing on that course that like you know would be like. You know, I like a signature, yeah, of it. You know what I mean? But it's still an amazing. It have to be one, probably property. one of the par threes, like you said. It kind of remind me of like a valley course, but like with a little bigger trees and just you know, I like that same. hosts a PGA Tour event. Right. Um, I, I would totally agree. I would totally agree. I, I feel like we've played a lot as of, someone that, as that someone that a lot played Elkhorn the day before. It reminded me like an Elkhorn, but just you know, little TRT Elkhorn and just beefed <laughs> up. Uh, but dude, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's private. So you gotta be staying there to play there and stuff, but I would, I would love to go play there again. Um, yeah, I would definitely do it. Play the other course, play both of them like that. That was, that was awesome. Um, I totally would. So what do you got? How many McKinsey's you going to give it? Ooh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to say, trying to think of what i put harding at um <laughs> we should totally write i have a i like of all of them. i like this dude i i like this course i'm going to give it i'm gonna go 4.2 mckenzie's Ooh, that's a good score that's a good score any score you give it is a good score um and we're really it's definitely a four mckenzie's it's just you know where am i gonna put right. it in in that it's in the four to four and a half range i'm gonna say it's 4.2 okay uh, we're really close. I had 4.3. 4.3 McKenzie's on it. The only knock really being the, the driving range. Um, and that it doesn't really have anything iconic about the course, but like, how can you, I mean, there's only so many that do. Um, but for the integrity of the ultimate 5.0 McKenzie yeah. <laughs> that ever comes, um, you know, got to keep it real. You know yep. What I mean? Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let's touch base on the Charles Schwab and then wrap this up. Cool. Um, we got the Charles Schwab challenge at Colonial. Uh, I mean, I looked at the field. It took me a while to figure out, figure out the field because they were telling me how everybody got in, but, uh, it's a good field. It is um, a good field. It's a great course. For a week after a major. Yeah. 
Um, and we're, we're we're in like grind time. That's this what's weird about with the PGA being in this time because we didn't really get this last year, right? Uh, and so the 2019 was the first year that it was in this this position, right? And it's you know I mean we're U.S. Opens right around the corner, and so. We we go here, and then I believe you said Memorial, Memorial. next week. So um, I think I yeah. So you see a lot of big names taken off. You know, uh, there's a few big names I'll say that take took off this week, but it looks like everybody else has to like get like qualify somehow to get in this tournament. I was trying to figure that out, but uh, but whatever. It's a par seventy course. Um, from what I've looked at, right mm-hmm. favors accuracy, good approach shots. Daniel Berger won in a uh, a playoff last year. What a big letdown Daniel Berger was in the PGA Championship. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, so many guys going back to the PGA Championship, like favorite bets. They they just played dude, awful there. I had I had Shoffley and JT, just, JT in my DraftKings, and both those guys missed. If you the just bet. picked all South Africans in your DraftKings, you probably fucking won them. You're those probably guys a millionaire. Up. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think a single South African missed the cut. That's not. I mean, fact check that, but I'm pretty sure most of them did not get cut. Um, I'm speaking. Hearing, the South Africans. Mm-hmm. You got some picks for this week? I've got a South African that I like for the top 10. I do not have a South African. Um, I'm hearing a lot of Will Zalatoris buzz. They're associating him with Dallas, Texas. Texas guy. Um, a lot of Spieth buzz. Uh, but I'm going to have... My three picks are basically gut instinct picks, and except for one. Um I'm gonna roll the dice with 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 Higgs one more time for a top ten. Let's just go. Be, just because of what he what he did for me last week. Uh, probably gonna lose that bet, but I have faith. I got Scheffler at plus two fifty. Texas guy. Yeah, I think that that's the the Texas guy that they're not talking about. And then I got Streelman plus five hundred. Nice. Um, and Higgs is plus seven hundred. Sorry, I don't know if I mentioned that, but yeah. So those are my bets. Um, my DraftKings I'll post. Uh, likely. Um, tomorrow night. Uh, don't know who I'm going to pick there. I've got uh, top 10. I'm South African. I'm going to go Cameron Ching- Tringale mm. at plus 450. I'm going to jump. A- he's South African? I believe he is, yes. Okay. I hope so. I know he's not American. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to jump back on the Sun JM train for a little favorite at plus 275. And then I'm going to go to a previous winner of this tournament, I believe in 2018, Kevin Kisner at plus 850. I, I looked at Kiz too. And then uh, I'm going to put a little cash on Abraham Answer at plus 2,000 to win it. So Tr- Tringale is American. Um, oh, fuck. And <laughs> uh, one other thing, to, though, too, is he got disqualified from the PGA at Harding Park. And then he was leading briefly this uh, at the PGA Championship this year. He's American? Yep. And um, I thought, what a great story of redemption it would be. Well, on Saturday, he put up like a 10 on one of the holes out there. So um, him and PGA Championships just... Damn, why, did I, why did I think that guy was... South African? I don't know. I don't know, dude. Sorry, bro. I didn't mean... No. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Uh, plenty of South Africans to pick from. Not you don't think it's the wrong one. 
Um, well, either way, that doesn't whether <laughs> he's he's still he's still my one of my top ten bets. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, so uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really know what else, what else to go on for next week. I'm really we've got for- we're playing Pasa on Friday, um, and then, dude, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take over our our sign off script and come on next week, Wednesday, June first, when we'll release next week's podcast is Women's Golf Day, and we will be going to the Women's U.S. Open That's on right. that following Friday. So we'll have some sort of uh, lady special for y'all next week. That's right. Um, we'll preview the upcoming Women's U.S. Open at Olympic Club. Will obviously be there. That's going to be a, a a really fun experience, my man. I can't wait for that. Um, yeah, we'll have pasta tiempo Friday. We'll have a course review, and we'll talk ladies open next week. Sweet. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us, and if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we check in on our bets for the Charles Schwab Challenge, recap and review our round at Pasa Tiempo with Random Golf Club of San Francisco, and preview the upcoming Sandy Pars takeover at the Women's U.S. Open hosted by the Olympic Club. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.